Welcome back to Enlightened Relationships. I'm Lindsay K. Porter. If you missed last week's episode, you will want to listen because we talked about how what we focus on is what we magnify in our life and how that focus really plays out in our life, especially as it relates to fear. This week, we're going to talk about what we can do when we're facing a new experience that brings a lot of uncertainty. So let's dive in. Are you sick and tired of your life and relationships being so difficult, resulting in that endless, frustrating cycle of directing, correcting, and ordering the people in it, ultimately draining you of your happiness? So how are people like you and I who care and are willing to invest in our relationships, people who are willing to take ownership of our behaviors and actions, how are we able to make the changes necessary to create intentional relationships? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Lindsay K. Porter, and welcome to Enlightened Relationships. Hi, everyone. I'm excited to be back with you today and to kind of share some more thoughts that I have given the unique time that we're in in this global pandemic and social distancing and isolation. And I just have in my own home have observed some things and wanted to share what has been useful or helpful to me and the members of my family and what's working. And maybe some of this might be able to help you in your life and with your family um, relationships and connections. So right now we are all facing a first time experience where there's a lot of unknowns and uncertainties and um, taking action can be kind of challenging or difficult or even scary because we don't know what we don't know. And um, I could relate this to many new things, uh, new first time experiences that we all probably have gone through, like a new job or a new relationship. Right now for me, it's a new experience of homeschooling while all my children are home with me. And um Let me tell you, there is a lot of feeling of overwhelm trying to balance everything and even feelings of stress, which I'm going to share. Truly, stress is just a code name for fears. It's it's a bunch of uncertainty and it causes us to be in these states of overwhelm because we start forward thinking, meaning we start thinking about what's going to happen in the future. Our brain is going on these thoughts and we just keep providing momentum because we entertain these thoughts. And this is where these feelings of overwhelm, fear, and stress come about because we're focusing in on some future experience or future event that we're concerning ourselves with. So what has helped for me in those moments, and it's so funny because I just had this conversation with my daughter, what really helps in those moments is bringing it to the now moment, what is called the present moment. 
And how we do that or what I do is I start thinking about what actions or activities I'm currently doing. I start thinking, verbally stating it in my mind. I'm pouring milk into my son's bowl for cereal. I'm walking over to the sink. I'm going down the hallway to check on my child. I literally start stating what it is that I'm doing because it helps bring my mind to the now moment, that present moment. And it is that present moment that is the true gift we have. It is only, and that's why it's called the present, by the way, because it is a present that we get to open. And it is a gift to each and every one of us. When we live in the present moment, it is where we can make change. It is where we can actually take action. We can't do anything about a future moment that hasn't happened. It's what we do now that is going to make a difference in our future. And so that is why there is so much power being in the now or the present moment. And being aware of what's going on in our mind will help us with that. I want to share with you a strategy that is inspired by Brene Brown and I've used in my home and with my family as we're faced in uncertain times or when we're faced with a new experience or something that we're navigating for the first time. This is something that I've had to do as a first-time parent, as a first-time wife. There's so much in life that we don't know until we attempt learning how to do it. So this first step that we have in what I'm calling this the first-time endeavor in FTE is normalize it. We got to normalize the uncomfortableness, the discomfort that comes around doing something new and for a first time, not knowing what we don't know. We might not be the expert in something we're learning yet, or an expert in systems and processes at a new job, or an expert in being a parent because we've not been a parent before. So normalizing what's uncomfortable is important and how you can do that is by naming it. Name it what it is. This is a first time endeavor. Knowing what it is that you're dealing with gives your brain and yourself the ability to become resourceful not talking about it, not, you know, avoiding what it is that you don't know, faking your way through it isn't going to serve you, right? You really need to call it for what it is and um, normalize that discomfort because it's totally normal to have anxiety, worry, and fear over something. We don't know how to necessarily handle because we haven't had that experience before. Right now, you know, I'm going to step through this um, whole process with my homeschooling. I've never been a teacher in my life. I don't know what it is that I'm doing, but here I am in a situation where I have my four children home with me and I am their only teacher at this point in time. So I am just trying to normalize the discomfort of what's going on in my own home around the situation. So let's talk a little bit though about our children. A natural instinct for most parents is to go into protection mode. We want to protect our children from uncertainty, from what may not feel safe. And that's what happens is when our children 
are in uncertain situations, they associate that to an unsafe feeling because mom and dad didn't expose them to those uh, experiences or situations. When in fact, what we need to do is empower our children, talk to our children, share with them. And I do this often. Hey, I am not sure what this all looks like right now or how we're going or what this is going to look like in our home. But what I do know is that we can be resourceful with what we have available to us and talk through what's going to work best for our own schedules and routines and um, have them be part of the solution process. You'll get better buy-in by doing it this way. So, Let them be a part of it and share with them what you are certain about. Step two, put it into perspective. Anytime we're dealing with an FTE, it is the first time. We won't be a first timer the next time we are in this situation or in this experience. So by putting it into perspective, a first timer isn't permanent because as we go through something, we're growing we're learning and we're expanding our knowledge, our skills, our ability to to do. And that is really important. There will come a time when we look back on whatever experience we're facing and remember when it was hard to do, but we got through it. We came up with a way to approach it, to handle it, to deal with it. And that's important. Now for our children, let's talk about this. I've had these thoughts come into my own mind when I've had my children talk to me about, well, you know, I'm being mean because I'm not allowing them to play with their friends or they're blaming me for something that I'm not allowing them to do because of social distancing. Well, my first thought is, wow, my child is being so selfish right now. Look at what's going around the world. And this is what they're responding with when in fact... What this comes down to is lack of perspective from that child. They lack perspective because they lack experience. Perspective comes from experience. And when they don't have the experience around some of these things, what sickness or viruses or, you know, what's going on, that's not them being selfish. It's them not being aware And that's my job as a parent to help inform and educate and, you know, shine some light on it. This is not the time to give them false certainty. This is where I give them faith, especially in things that are really outside of our control. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about faith because that's actually one of the steps, but we'll get there um, in just a minute. Step three. This is managing expectations. And I am telling you, this is one of the most important steps in the FTE. By managing our expectations, we will allow room for error. What we end up doing naturally as humans is we aren't very good at estimating time, effort, and energy that it's going to take to do something, especially in a short run. If we go in with our expectations that it's going to be 20 times harder than we thought, it's going to take us three times longer to really get a handle on how we're going to do it and really master what it is that we're setting ourselves out to experience. And maybe 
I'm going to say 25%, maybe 30% more ornery or irritable, then we can have some grace for one another. We can be more patient, more understanding, more loving, more forgiving, right? But managing these expectations are critically important because when we have our expectations high about what something's supposed to look like and we um, aren't flexible to the reality of a situation, it makes it really challenging to continue trying. So allow the flexibility, allow time to learn and to grow and to become through this process. You know, there was a wise person who actually stated, and I love this statement, expectations are just resentments waiting to happen. Truth, right? When we're having these expectations on ourselves or on others in our life, on our children of what we're expecting them to do and be when they're home with us, we end up finding that resentment that comes into place when in all of this, and we talked a little bit about this last week, the antidote to all of this is appreciation. It's gratitude. Look for the things that are working, you know, those good moments, because what you focus on is what you'll magnify and you'll start seeing more of it. By managing these expectations that we have, it will allow us to affect change in our life and change in those around us. So be flexible with this. Now, the fourth and and final step in the FTE is faith. When we have faith, we can overcome and accomplish anything. Faith, if you recall, we talked a little bit about this last week, but I had shared that fear is present when our faith is absent. And that has been a truth for me. Faith is a principle of action. It has the power to motivate our activities and our actions. It fuels us through time of fear and uncertainty. Faith gives us the ability to really become centered within ourself and with, for me, a loving Heavenly Father and my Savior, Jesus Christ. It is that faith that allows me to become centered in the midst of pain and in spite of the fear. And then when I'm able to be centered within myself and in that means of connection, then I'm able to help others around me. I'm able to give to those around me and reach out and to help those around me from a much better place. Faith provides certainty. I am certain in my faith. And because of that faith, I know whatever is put into my path, I will be able to handle it. I will be able to deal with it. I will be able to overcome it. And it might look different each and every time. And that's okay. I have a belief firmly. It's a deep belief within me that I know everything in my life is happening for me. And it has a reason and a purpose and it's going to serve me. This is how I'm able to build new habits or develop new skills or new talents. It is how I'm able to feel strong and immovable when there is so much uncertainty and fear going around the world. So I choose to look at all my life experiences as a learning. I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm expanding, which is all natural things as a human being that we have. And it's all part of that becoming process. 
The resistance we experience in life is for our good. It provides us that opportunity to learn and grow and become if we allow it. We got to allow the resistance in order to become who we are meant to be. So I'm going to just talk a little bit right now about, you know, just the homeschooling aspect that I've been dealing with. So we've had one week already, and I'm telling you, I was like, oh, this is an awesome plan and schedule. I had my daughters who are a little bit older help me with this, and we executed it last week. Well, at the end of the week, I was talking with my husband. I said, it was good. It provided structure. It was less screen time. There wasn't a lot of bickering and fighting. However, it didn't allow me a lot of time to do my work my business stuff that I'm trying to do. We had a successful week. We put it into practice. We reassessed what was working and what wasn't working. And I brought it back with my kids and said, hey, here's some adjustments. This is what mom needs in order to make this work a little bit better for me. Because let me tell you, (laughs) you guys all might laugh at me, but I didn't factor in that learning time. This tells you I'm not a natural teacher here but that learning time was going to require my time and attention. I didn't think that. I felt like that was going to give them something to do and keep them occupied while I could do work. Yes, it didn't work that way. And I learned and it allowed me to course correct this week. So we changed up the schedule, the routine, and found something that works for us this week. And we'll reassess at the end of the week, put it into practice, be flexible about it, you know, put it into perspective that we're all trying, we're all in this situation together, manage expectations, everyone's expectations, not just, just yours and your expectations that you put on others. All of this is important. Knowing that your kids are being cooped up as well, and they're not showing up as their best. When you manage that everyone's going to be a little bit more irritable, then you can have a little more compassion and heartfelt understanding for the individual. There's so much that I've talked about. So I'm going to wrap this up with our call to action. And hopefully these four steps of the first time endeavor, the FTE will be meaningful and useful for you. This week, when you find yourself in a first time experience, I want you to think about this strategy. I want you to leverage this strategy. Use these four steps, normalizing the discomfort, putting it into perspective, managing expectations, and using your faith to overcome and accomplish anything that's in your path. These four steps will help you be more resourceful and maintain your state a little bit better. Be the observer of what you're experiencing and note where there might need to be some adjustments and try it again. Keep working through. Remember, this life is about progress, not perfection. Awareness is the first step to becoming. Join me next week as we continue to change the lenses through which you see your relationships while becoming enlightened. Thank you for listening to Enlightened Relationships. If you are enjoying what you're hearing, then please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast to help share this message with others.